You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Hello. Good morning. It's raining. <laughs> it's been raining all night. Um, it's starting to flood. You notice that? Yeah. Have you been yeah. have you been out? No. Yeah, it's starting to flood. So it's supposed to rain all day until I don't know, let me open my news app or what is it called? My weather yeah. app or whatever. I had to pull my rain boots out. To cross the street, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so yeah, it's supposed to rain until almost four PM. And it's 10 a.m. now, and it rained all night. So, the good news is we needed rain. It didn't rain a lot during the rainy season, and so we needed the rain. The bad news is we're quarantined, and it's rainy. It's just a dep- like this morning was. T- <laughs> it was a like I had. It was a moment like a a make or break moment of like you're gonna get up or you're not gonna get up. Like it's now or never. It literally was, and I was like, all right, I did like a. Like a undertaker, sit up from the bed and just got up. Like, cause yeah. if I don't get up, like I'm just gonna be stuck. <laughs> that overcastle trick you, you yeah. play minds with, uh, play what is it? Games with your Games mind. Games with your mind. Yeah, it's like makes you think. It's my sister called me this morning. I was like, she never calls me early in the morning. It was like nine o'clock. <laughs> Wait, it's not. It's not that early. Yeah, it. Cause you wake up and you think it's like. You first thing you see is the light, and you think it's four a.m. or whatever. You're like, "Oh, I'm going back," or not four a.m., but you know, five thirty or whatever. Yeah. I'm going back to sleep, and then you look at your clock, and it's like you know seven forty-five or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. oh, great! Just you had your hopes up high, and then to smash them back down. So I hope everybody's doing well. We're doing, we're doing good here. We're making it through, pushing through our quarantine and being obedient and not leaving out. Simon's day to go out was yesterday. Yesterday, how was that? Good. It was good. Yeah, just walked yeah. miles. <laughs> got sunburned. Nice to move around a little bit, though. Yeah, yeah. Get out of yeah. your thing. Well, it's strange, like walking, walking the streets that you're used to just riding now. Yeah, it's and very it's strange. Like, all of a sudden, you walk. Like I lost my bearings so many times because <laughs> I was just like, wait, have I passed that? Yeah, have I passed yeah, like, yeah. the closed market? I was like, have I passed the closed? Because like you're walking for like ten minutes, you're like I should have passed it by now. Yeah, because you're like. But yeah, when you take your yeah. time, you notice so much more, so many yeah, more things yeah. too, right? And yeah, so there's like, some really nice houses, yeah. <laughs> like, like just like hidden houses. You know, yeah. like, pass every houses. day. Yeah, yeah, just with massive walls that you normally just yeah. go straight past. But yeah, when you're walking, you're like, oh, because then I start. I like played a little game with myself, like which house would I rather be isolated in right now? <laughs> <laughs> so that like, as you're walking, you feel like, oh, I wouldn't mind being isolated in that house. <laughs> isolation game. <laughs> yeah we used to do that as kids oh that's my car you know it's cars <laughs> drive by that's my car <laughs> yeah that's what poor kids play <laughs> apparently we, what we, poor adults yeah, play no is. we used to play it all the time me and my brother used to play all, no no we used to argue <laughs> like cause we'd call like a car first and like no that's my car no and they get offended and upset like call it first. i called that car first this is just <laughs> dreams right now um all right my day is to, my day to leave is tomorrow now, with Rudy, we have on the same day. Melinda's is Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you enjoy it when you leave? Or are no. you just like, you want to get back? I just want to get back. <laughs> yeah. I, I was good. Like, I enjoyed it, man. Like, it, it put me in a good mood until I got the first batch of, like, stuff in my backpack. Flour, rice, and all that. 
And like it was heavy, dude. <laughs> like, and so like then my back was just hurting, my feet were hurting, my like I just got old all of a sudden. <laughs> and it was like it wasn't enjoyable. And then it's also depressing, like seeing the checkpoints and stuff. It's yeah. like a downer. It just it's not like you've been locked away from your city for three weeks, and now you get to get back into the city for this day, and yeah, yeah everything's festive. It wasn't like that. It's like it's not it's not the city that you remember, and it's just no. different, and it's it's depressing. So. Yeah, that's that. Supposing, uh, I was going to say August 15th. April 15th, we get our quarantine lifted, um, supposedly, but. I, no. I mean, that's the expiration date they put, right? And so that's a week from tomorrow. It's There's no way. No. I mean. There's still new cases being confirmed yeah, each day. Yeah, every day. You can't. It, it'd be foolish. So who knows? We're in it to, we're in it to be in it to the end. <laughs> so that's what it is. So anyways, today I, I did not want to, or we decided, we didn't, didn't want to spend the whole time talking about, we talked about, what you can talk about a current event or a current, and everything is just COVID-19. Yeah. And so, again, don't want to ignore the fact that it exists. And this conversation will obviously touch on that, but just not be focused on it. It's just, it's just so much and there's not, I mean, I'm, to be quite frank, there's not a ton of good news right now. Um Besides all the pastors that are declaring that it's over and dead and not <laughs> over and dead. So, um, but yeah, so anyways, what we want to talk about today is just helping, helping in ministry, helping in life, helping as Christians. We know that um, Jesus tells us, you know, to give and live generously and, and all this other stuff. But while so, especially from, from as well, I guess you could say Westerners or what I don't know, whatever you want to call that. Um, we have a different... like idea or thought process of it like we'll help or there's different like um what's levels to it right so some people will always have to pray about it always have to pray about helping if you see somebody hungry they got to pray about it if you see if oh one week i mean you can relate to this you're a missionary and you know somebody has to pray about whether god wants them to give to you on a monthly basis or not you know whatever then there's other people that just they know it but they just don't do it they don't help anybody ever uh, people in the street, family members in need, you know, homeless shelter, whatever, never do it. But then there's people that help everybody. Yeah. And I mean, I guess there's a, there's people that probably do it responsibly too. I can't skip over that. They help, you know, in different areas and stuff like that. And um, just more, a little more transparent about it. And then there's people that help everybody, like anybody, like they'll give, you know, uh, hey, I'm in need. I need, I need some money. Oh, we need money for it. Buy food. Okay, well, let me buy you the food. No, no, I just want the money. Oh, okay, here's the money, you know. And that's obviously not good either. But so, I don't know, to, to you guys, what is what does helping look like in, in a good, like, biblical or whatever context? Like, in a good, like, as a Christian, what does helping people, like, really look like, you know? Or what should it look like? Or, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are horrible. <laughs> I think it should look like um, giving without the motive of anything in return, whether it be a, a, a closer friendship. Like if I give to this person, we'll be closer friends. Or if I give to this person, then they'll always have my back or should always have my back. Just that your motive being purely that this person humbled themselves, told me about a need that they had. And if I'm able to help them out, then I should. Um, but in a Christian aspect, like a non-Christian can do that, you know. Yeah. So as far as in a Christian aspect, um, 
it should it should connect to how glorifying Christ, but I'm not really sure what's the difference between a non-person giving, well, a non-Christian giving giver and a Christian giver. I think, um, a, so th- there's a, there's a, it's not a myth. It's a, what's it called when you, um, when you act, um, uh, there's a word for it. Like magicians do, not magic, but. Illusions? Illusion. There's an illusion, an illusion, there's an illusion of giving. Like, and it's there. There is true giving, but for the most part, there's no such thing. No one's giving anything for free. Nothing is free. Mm-hmm. Um, every, the world is based on trade, right? You go to the store, and what are you doing? You're trading your five dollars for a couple loaves of bread or whatever. It's everything straight. And so, when you when people are in even in dating relationships, they want to, they want that to be reciprocated. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with this. Mm-hmm. But also, when people give to, um. When we give to needy people, we want them to do what we, you know what I mean? What we say. And so there's always, and so we want them to get better and whatever. And it helps us feel better about ourselves when they get and they, we want to be part of their story and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then and not every person, but the 95% of the time, it, it's so we're, we're, we say we're giving something, but what we're doing is we're giving something with the expectation of something that we've said that we value lower than this. So we've we've considered it giving. So if I give you $20, I feel like $20 is way more than you need to do whatever it is that I expect you to do. So I that I consider that giving because mm-hmm. I paid a higher price than what I should have basically. And everything's based on trade. So nothing's free. Even emissions when people give not everybody again not everybody but the vast majority when they give to you emissions there's an expectation that you um, give, and again, this is all, this is not wrong, but there's an expectation that you give them news that makes them feel good. Yeah. And makes them feel secure about their gift. Uh, nothing wrong with that. However, that's not necessarily giving. Um, it, it is giving in, in, a, in a literal sense, but in the, I, I don't know that in a bit. So, that's partnering. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely, it's, absolutely, together, it's partnering. We're, we're working towards a goal. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that, that is biblical as well. That is very biblical, and what we're, but it's not just giving like, you know, without expectation. There's obviously expectation. And we say give expecting nothing in return, and that's absolutely expecting something in return. You're just not expecting a product in return, but you're definitely expecting uh, a feeling, whether it's emotional or a, a mental or numbers or, you know, something. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the numbers thing before. It's like, you know, you were talking about playing football, and, like, they're like, well, in a year, in 10 months or whatever, how? he's like, well, I had a conversation with a kid. And people feel, like, let down, like, well, I gave him, you know, three hundred dollars, and all, and like, but you know, because they had the expectation of getting a better feeling in return, and the feeling that he gave them wasn't satisfactory to their expectations, even though their expectations are placed on a place that they've never been and don't understand. So it gets it gets sticky, and it's it's really a game of trade, right? Mm. So you're trading stuff, and I, I, I I'm with you. I think it's as a believer, it's getting out. when we talk about get, the giving and partnering. We need to decide what we're doing first. Well, with anybody, then. Um, it's getting out of that though. It's a very hard thing to do because the world again works on this. You go to school, you know, they they even you go to anything you go to, there's an expectation on it. Everything's based on trade and mm-hmm. performance and whatever, you know. And um <clears throat> and so I I think you have to determine are you giving or are you partnering first? And then we really have to work hard and be not work hard, but be conscious about getting out of your expectations for giving. And that's a pride issue at that point. Cuz now you're like well, I gave them this, and they didn't give me that. Yeah. They, they never yeah. gave me. You never did anything for me. So it's a very tough thing to do. But I'm, I'm, I'm with you as far as like, 
it's giving and expecting nothing in return, just giving because it's the right thing to do. You Which know? is really interesting because, say, for example, if, if our girls come and if you notice, if I notice that one of our girls is always being the giver in a friendship, I would tell her that's not a healthy friendship. You need to cut mm-hmm. that off. You're getting taken advantage of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I'm reading, I was reading the scripture right here in Matthew 5, um, and it said, give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. And... Um, we skip over that. I do. Yeah. I ain't beginning. <laughs> you didn't even know that was in there. Matthew five forty two. Um, it, it comes right after the verse that says, "If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles." So I'm sure there's some context that we need to go back and, and read, I mean, or maybe there isn't. Maybe it is just that simple. Um, but I, personally, like like I just said, I would teach our girls like that person's taking advantage of you. It's a red flag of a bad relationship. Um, and I and I believe that, mm-hmm. uh, but then you read something that conflicts with your belief coming from the Word of God, and it's just like, oh, how do I work this out? How do I, what do I do? Because um, when someone asks to borrow something, I go through this whole evaluation like process. Like, are you trustworthy? Are you going to return it? Mm-hmm. Am I letting you borrow this, or at this moment, am I deciding I'm going to give it to you because I know you're not going to return it, and I don't want to destroy this relationship yeah. thing? You know, so. Yeah. It's complicated, and more complicated than, than what you think it, it should be. Yeah. And there's a context there to that verse. But I think oftentimes as Christians, we always look for a context as an out, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not what it means. That's not what it means. Blah, blah, blah. Because, like, obviously you, you don't have to give to every person who asks for you. There's a, there are abusers, and right. we should be taught to look out for abusers. But we, we learn it out of order. Our priority is first look out for abusers and then give. Our priority should be give freely and also be be cautious of abusers. And you only you can't know who's an abuser if you haven't given to them. Yeah. And so, like, you know, you, it's only through experience. But the problem is, again, is when you get abused, it's your pride. Mm-hmm. So stop giving by all means to the abuser, but don't do it out of pride. I can't believe in the Bible tells us to not think more of ourselves than we ought to. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they would rip me off. I can't believe they. I can't believe that they would. They after would try, all hustle, I've done. after all I've done mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, exactly. And we all do that. Yeah. Every single. I don't we know do. one person who doesn't do that. I don't know people who say that they don't do that, but <laughs> probably the main ones, you know. But it's a it's a very complex thing because it's something that you navigate on a daily basis, yeah. not just as missionaries or whatever, but just in life in general. There's always someone in need, and so. Yeah, I mean, because you see Jesus saying that too, right? It's, uh, I think it's Judas when they're washing Jesus' when the ladies washing Jesus' feet and with the oils and all that stuff, and he's like, "Oh, we can give that to the poor," and he's like, "The poor is always going to be here with you, mm-hmm. but I'm only here for you know." And so it's not this, uh, it, it's a it's a lifestyle, but it's not this urgent obligation of to try to understand that you're saving all the poor. Mm. It's just a, a lifestyle of generous living that you walk through and whatever. And it's just a very very fine line and the line i think is defined by motives right mm. uh, but th- there's a very fine line between the two of um because you're not over giving but just understanding that you're not a savior yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah someone once said it's a few years back um someone was like talking to me about that how everyone ingrained in them has like this savior complex mm-hmm. that everyone wants to be someone's savior um so they're always just you know, they spoke to me about look when you're when you're going to help someone, you need to check your motives of am I trying to be their savior? Mm-hmm. Um, am I trying to be the one that they rely on, the one that they depend on, um, and things like that? So you know, and you know, people, you can look at it the the way people react to like animals and things like that. It's like even the small thing that like you see, a, like the abandoned puppies. 
downstairs. As soon as I saw the abandoned puppies downstairs, I was like, I need to save them. Like that's yeah. my first na- natural instinct. Is to go, I need to save them. And then I need them to become dependent on me. I need them to rely on yeah, me. Yeah. So I would go down, I'd feed them every day. And I was annoyed when they moved to the girls' house. <laughs> you got mad at them. Uh, abandoned. You I was annoyed. They just walked yeah, off. They, they just wonder, you know, for like three, four days, I'd go down every day, I'd play with them, I'd feed them, I made sure they had water, I made them a bed. It wasn't a great bed, but I made them a bed, you know. And, you know, I didn't want them. That wasn't the point, you know. I didn't want them. But. You know, I'd done all these things for them and then and then they left and they went to Miguel's house and I saw them the other day and Miguel had made them a nicer bed than the one that I made them. <laughs> yeah. They looked happier, but then as I left, they followed me back and I was like, no, don't you be following me. Like, <laughs> you don't live you here anymore. You yeah. <laughs> you've, you've made your decision. But um, so even like with like puppies and things like that, it's it's very easy to be like, oh yeah, look, they depend on me. I mean, as soon as yeah. they no longer, like I didn't want those puppies. I wanted them to go somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I, I knew realistically I couldn't have two puppies. I mm-hmm. couldn't raise two dogs. But yet still, when the time came for them to no longer be dependent on me, mm-hmm. I was like, man, they don't want me anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh. What is that? Like, yeah. why yeah. do we go through that internally, well, I mean, you know? I think, I, I think, this is my opinion, my theory or whatever. I think that we have an innate um, uh, feel to, like feeling or urge to want to help people. But unfortunately, we also have we have, we have sinful nature. So, whatever this thing has been, this ability, this uh, whatever compulsion or whatever to want to help people, I feel like has been infiltrated and perverted to wanting to feel good about yourself mm-hmm. and wanting to feel adequate based on you know or whatever. And so, like like you said, it's it's anything. It can be a, a neighbor, it can be a friend, it can be children. It can be older people, you, you know, it, it can be dogs or cats or the nature, trees, you know, whatever. Is one, and there's nothing wrong with any of those, like, you know, helping any of those things. But it's a hard issue. You know, I think a lot of times as we, we do, we want to feel like uh, successful or I don't know the word I'm looking for, but want to feel like, uh, I can't think of the word I'm, looking, I'm trying to say. We, we, we want to feel good about ourselves, basically. And we're just looking for that to, to like kind of somewhat complete us in some temporal weird way and it's just a constant struggle because you find that in everything in parenting i mean it's the same thing is you want you get hurt when your kids don't want to spend time with you like when they get to the age where they just want to like i don't know hang out with their friends or whatever like it, it hurts your feelings because like because they don't like need you anymore mm. and and there's a point to where it's like oh they're growing up and it hurts to see them grow up but most of the time it's because like you feel like they just threw you out. Like, man, I changed your diapers and like, you pooped on my hand, dude. Like, there's no take backs. Like, this is for life. And so I need you to give me a hug and like hang out with me and have a conversation with me and not go with your friend, you know, whatever. Because again, you still feel like they owe you something. And I don't know. So we have that, I think we have that struggle that goes on inside of us, all of us. It's a tough, it's just sin sucks, you know? I mean, really, it comes down to that. Sin, sin just sucks, and mm-hmm. it's a constant struggle. Because even in the good stuff, like, even in the things that look good, you can do stuff, and the whole world can look at you and be like, man, you are a good, selfless person. Mm-hmm. And on the inside, you could be, like, the most selfish person. Because you can give and be selfish about mm-hmm. it. Like, it, it's about you getting credit. And we make it, like, and again, we're just technically judge. We say don't judge, but we only use that for negative things. But it comes for positive things as well. The judge gives good results just as he does bad results. So... When we see people doing good stuff, we jump to judge and say, oh, he's a perfect good person. And that's not always necessarily true, you know, because, again, we don't get into that because we just do a little off of what we see. But 
that person could be the most selfish person on the planet, but he's giving millions of dollars away mm. to the nations and stuff. But he could be doing it for the wrong reasons, for prideful and egotistical reasons. And that's wrong. And I think that is something that we all struggle with, you know. As mm-hmm. Like you were saying just a second ago, is whoever told you that is wise. Well, if you, when, when you give, check your motives, you know. Now, it doesn't mean, obviously, oh, if you're, I'm not giving because my motives are wrong. I so was like, just going to say that. I have done that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to uh, give. Because yeah. right now, I'm not being cheerful. And God instructs me to be yeah. a cheerful giver. Nope, I'm going to sit here and not be cheerful. But, but you're still giving at that point. <laughs> so you're giving your, your problems. You're giving them one to that person and making them pay for your problem. So you're, you're, you're still giving. It's just you're not giving what they need. You can still give what they need, and you need to deal with your own heart issues on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, We look for any cop-out to not give. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, man, everybody, like, and it was just our whole church circle, it, it seemed like. And, I, again, I'm exaggerating, I'm sure, because I was a kid. But it seemed like no one ever wanted to give, not just our church circle, but, like, the types of, you know, like, churches or whatever. Like, um, it, feels like it felt like... Never wanted to give to anybody homeless because they might use it for drugs. And so it was like, that was always the excuse. <laughs> like, never give anything to anybody because uh, they're going to use it for drugs. Like, they might use it for drugs. I, I, like, I've heard that so many times, you know, in my childhood. And, it, like, it, it became ingrained. And there is some truth to that, right? Some people will use it for drugs. But how can you assume that, you know, that, that they're going to use it for drugs? And there, unfortunately, there are drug addicts that will try to abuse it and use it. There was a lady that came to our church, and she was uh, she lived on the streets or whatever. But she was a hustler. And we had a food pantry at our church. Um, and now thinking back about it, I think we were the one of the only churches that had an actual food pantry that would just give people canned goods and stuff if they needed it. And it was like locked away up, you know, up, upstairs or whatever. And the lady came and my dad, my dad took her to the food pantry and she, something, he was trying to give her something. And she was like, uh, uh, do you have any pink salmon? Like, are you, oh, are like- you, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't remember what he did, but I'm, in my head, I imagine him saying no and handing her some corn or whatever, or kicking her out and or whatever. But uh, I don't remember what he did. But like you know, there's there's that side of it too. It's like is th- there are people who feel deserving of stuff and whatever. But if we are giving, we don't hold back our giving based on that person's attitude, mm-hmm. right? Because again, now we're back into trade and exchanging. Mm-hmm. Now we don't give her pink salmon. But my temptation would be to oh, whatever she had in her hand. And and you know this firsthand because I did it with the kids when we were giving out cake and stuff. If you're ungrateful for what you have in your hand, I would uh, give it back. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me see. Take it back. Close the door. You're done. You're not getting anything. That's my tendency. It's like, oh, you want to be ungrateful? You're not getting anything. But I can't allow your expectations or your sinful nature to affect who I am in Christ. And that is a, that's a, essentially what's happening. It's because you have a bad attitude. I, I'm saying, okay, well, now I'm not going to be generous as Christ has commanded me to, because you have you have weird, sinful expectations, mm. and you are you know sedity or whatever you want to bougie about your election or choices about your expectations of what you want from me. So I'm not going to give you anything. Paying the price, and that's pride. Really, it's pride. You know, it is pride. Yeah. But I mean, it everybody everybody and their mom would agree with you. Mm. Like it's because it's good. Oh, because they need to learn a lesson. This is wrong. And you're right. They do need to learn a lesson. But I think about when Jesus healed the ten lepers. You know, he healed them and they all were excited and walked off or whatever. And then one came back and, you know, told him, thank you or whatever he said. I can't remember. And Jesus said, uh, I was going to say Portia Castle. How do you say that in English? Uh-huh. Um, in case, just in case. Yeah, but, but he's, he basically says like, but weren't there 10 of you? Mm. Didn't I heal 10 of you? 
And like these people took advantage of Jesus. They took advantage of God. And you've heard it preached that you can't get over on God. And, and you can't in the long term. But they did. Like they, they didn't hustle them. They just took something very temporal that was really meant to reflect eternal so they could have salvation. That was the reason that they were. So he, could, he was demonstrating to them who he was. So they believe in him. And they took it, even though they thought they were getting over on him, they took their gift and they went off and they missed out on the, on the bigger picture. And the one came back and he obviously, Jesus says some words that indicates that he's, he's saved. And um, the other nine, all they got was healing. And I, so I think a lot of times when we give as, as believers, as we're building relationships and we're representing Christ in those people. And if all they want to do is take their can of corn or their pink salmon or their $3 or whatever and run off with it, then so be it. That's on them. We have something, you know, we have, it's not that we as individuals, but as believers and who is in us, in us has so much more to offer you than, than something to get rid of your hunger for the next 10, you know, five, 10 hours. Like if some, so if you want to take that, then you're cheap, you're, you're, you're beating, you're getting over on yourself, right? You're, you're cheating yourself. Yeah. You're the one that, you're the one that's not going to reap the eternal benefit to this. So if you want to get your, if you give out 10 cans of corn or 10 fish or 10 loaves or whatever you want to call it and give it to people. And they all run off and no one says thanks. Our tendency is to say, I'm never going to do that again because no one said thanks. And they're ungrateful and they're, they're jerks and blah, 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 blah. But then one comes back and you say, oh, I'll give it to him again. I'll give it to him again. But the thing is, it's like, this is what he had, we have to offer all along. So even if you take it and you run, as long as you come back, we're going to keep giving to you. And it not, again, not, and we're not talking about an abusive situation, but we're talking about building a relationship and really uh, building a bridge for the gospel to, to, be, to be shared with people. Yeah. And, um, but I think we, uh, because we have these expectations, we're not giving, we think we're partnering. And that's a good point you said in the beginning, is I think we think we're partnering with people a lot of times when we give them, whether it's money or whatever, we're partnering with them. And when they don't meet their end of the bargain, then we want to cut it off. And that's not giving. That's just not giving. That's mm -hmm. not, that's not. That's not really helpful in the long term, you know. That sounds, I think that sounds like a really good approach uh, to take as a church. But personally, you see someone coming to me every single time they have a financial need, any, they, they run out of food, they need help, um, they need a ride to go pick up their kids, something. You would tell me, Melinda, you can't say yeah every time they ask you oh, for absolutely. something. Tell them oh. to ask me. I'll say no for you. Like, it's not, it's not an issue. <laughs> and I have, right? <laughs> yeah. Or you have said no. Um, so uh, there's another side to where, um, I don't know, people will take advantage of you and it's hard to say no. I know you don't struggle with that. You don't You don't have a uh, an issue saying no to people. I mean, I don't um, like it, but I. what are the options? <laughs> Get ran over or say no? Oh, no. Right. Okay. But, but like you said, as a church... They're missing out on the long term. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But as a family. Well, this is so like in our church, we talked. I forget what we were even talking about. Oh, we were talking about justice. We're going through the series on justice and we're talking about the vulnerable and whatever. And um, and just helping people. And, you know, and I like I typically know who are the people who like to receive in church. It just I mean, everybody likes to receive, first of all. But, you know, people who aren't mm -hmm. big on contributing. I'll just say it that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course. When I'm talking about helping the poor and, you know, defending the poor, they're the vulnerable and all this other stuff, they're always shaking their heads. But I'm like, you know, in the context of a church, not, not, nobody is here to just receive. Everyone has something to give. Maybe maybe Simon has thousands of dollars and he can give to everybody. And maybe I don't have any dollars. But do I know how to cook? Do I know how to clean? Do I, I mean, we can always, you always Exchange. have something. Yeah, just, again, and, and that goes kind of to, and but that's, 
That's how the church yeah, that, that's what Exactly. Yeah. That's what community is, is, is you're serving one another. And you have this tendency is for people to sit back and be like, oh, well, they got money and I need money so they can give to me. I'm poor. So I'm, and so, but when, when we know Christ, we don't, we no longer identify as poor in that sense. And so we're all rich. We have something to give. And so we come as contributors and not just as leechers or, or, you know, uh, people who are just looking to get something anymore. So when you, tra- when you change that perspective and, and you understand that everybody here has an expectation to give. If, oh, I don't have any money. Who said anything about money? If, do you have money? Oh, yeah, he has money. Okay, well, you can give money. But that's not, we're not going to make it so, it's not so simple and so easy as do you have money, you don't money. And we're not so shallow to make everything giving only about money. That's yeah. not what it's about at all. I mean, that's a part, it's in, giving, money is included in it, but that's not the overall, like you can give in so many ways, your time, your ear, your love, your prayer, whatever. Um, and so the, the way that, that I've approached as the church is we're all here to give. And so because I've preached that and I've said this is what we believe as a church, this is where we're going as a church, I, 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 I as one of the leaders, also have the authority to be like, hey, uh, you know, what's going on? Have you been contributing to members or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. And have that conversation, not of like you need to give, not that, but like to really like, hey, you know, we believe in contributing and I just feel like you're being abusive or whatever right now, you know, to, yeah. to be able to say that to people. Um, because we've already established that as a church, this is who we are and this is what we believe. Mm-hmm. Is. And so, um, but also too, is like our long term is we want to give more than that because it's uh, giving money, giving money and giving something now is super useful, but it's like a bandaid. Right. And that, so the, the problem that isn't, I mean, it's, like, we're not five year olds. We don't think band-aids heal wounds mm-hmm. you know what i mean it just covers it up and so the wound still stays there but there's, you have to treat the wound so that's why we want to do these courses of financial planning and money management and stuff like that like okay you want to act like you never have money because do people here make as much money as the people in the uk or the united states absolutely not not remotely close but do people here make enough money to live off of and to be able to save money absolutely absolutely they're not going to live the life they want to live but they, but they they can live yeah. they, they can they can but they don't not everybody. We're talking about the people in our community, obviously. Yeah. Um, the vast majority do not save money and don't. What and so be able to pour that. And that's the so if we give them give you a course of three hours, two hours of how to like take care of your money, and you take it serious, it could change your life. You don't get a raise. You don't get a new job. You don't get a second job. You don't get any. You, but just having that information can change your life. So, but that's also giving. So we want to give you that and stop giving you band-aids and stuff. I mean, we'll give you that stuff, but like we want to go deeper than that. And so for the people in our church that are um, needy people, not they don't really have needs, but they just like receiving because feel like they can or whatever, we want to give you that course and whatever. And so then you can go back and say, hey, you know, how are you managing your money? Because if you always, so this is my, this is my mentality. If you always want me to be given and, and all, helping you and whatever, you need to allow me to have access to understanding how much you're making and what, what's the problem, what the problem is. Cause you, either you want help or you don't want help. And at that point it's like, okay, it's a different thing. Cause now we sit down and we can have the conversation like, okay, you make a thousand dollars a month. Why do you need, you know, a hundred dollars a month or a hundred dollars every time, whatever happens or whatever, you're always asking for money. Why is that? Okay. This is your bills. This, 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 and this, blah, blah. blah. And so I'm, I'm helping you. It hurts, but I'm helping you. Yeah. Like, you know, because now you, but then people don't like that because it cuts their ability. It makes them be responsible for their, for their lives. It makes them be responsible for their families. And that's what we're promoting. Obviously we're promoting, um, 
being like loving and, and creating this, this community of people, but ultimately being responsible so that we can contribute more to the community. Mm-hmm. And so it does start with like, and, and there's, there's always moments where you need something. Yesterday we needed a drink for, for lunch. Simon brought a drink. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, you know what I mean? But it's not like, oh, we're not going to have a secret conversation <laughs> like at night, like, well, we can get him to buy a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not, but that does happen a lot, you know? And so it's like, that, but that's at that point, that's, the uh manipulative man, yeah manipulative, manipulative yeah. and like you know uh it's dark and, and demonic even you know what i mean like to, mm-hmm. to like plot and plan on on someone of how you can get their stuff but i think and we've me and simon have had this conversation before i think as a believer you're never wrong for giving unless your motives are wrong unless you're doing it for if a person says you know comes to you and says hey i need 20 bees blah blah, blah on the street and you're giving it, I mean, obviously there's wisdom that comes in, but if you're giving it out of a sincere, just giving whatever, I don't, I don't think, now what they do with that is their responsibility. Mm. You're not responsible for them shooting heroin in their arm. You're not. Again, now we don't, we want to avoid giving people, especially if we know that they're going to use it for drugs or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, if, if I give, if I, as soon as it leaves my hand and goes to yours, that's your responsibility. My responsibility was to give. My, I'm, I'm called to be generous to give whether it's food or whether it's time or whatever. I'm doing, I'm doing that. And I'm responsible because that's what we give is unto God, right? We do all things is unto the Lord. It's because we, when we understand it, we do, we do it, uh, first of all, in excellence. So we don't give the minimal or the lazy or oh, these lucky I showed up. You know, we don't have that type of stuff. We do it in excellence and that's unto the Lord. And that's our part. And we're responsible to, to God for that. Now, we also receive as from the Lord because it is from the Lord, even though it comes through the vessel of a different person. Receive. Now, so if, I, if you give me 20 Bs, which Bolivianos, for the people who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, $20 is probably easier to say for everybody listening. So if you give me $20 and, and you're, you're giving it really from a place of generosity and motivated by the gospel and just want to help people, saw somebody in need, and I could really have a need, but now I decide that instead of buying food for my kids, I go and I buy a video game or something that's on me you can't you you can't take because again it goes back to hero complex so you can't take the responsibility and say oh well he i'm the reason why the kids don't have food because he bought the video game so i'm not you, no you did your part now it's his responsibility to do the thing and so if you give him again and the kids need food or whatever again you give me twenty dollars again another point and i do the same thing like now you need to figure out a different plan of okay, might want to buy groceries and take them there because the kids aren't. But that doesn't mean you just stop giving and whatever because that you're you're still being obedient. Yeah. You're st- and and you will be held accountable for what you do, not what he does, and so, or not what I do in this situation. So if I'm buying drugs or whatever it is, that's on me. And again, there's wisdom, and you want to sow in the good ground. And we always use all that stuff or whatever. But some and needs are not always like it, it just good. That good ground conversation is kind of a different thing. Needs aren't always like good ground. And because of that kind of misunderstanding of that whole context of all these things together, we kind of misunderstand. We, so we're expecting it to bear fruit. Right. Because you're sowing, you're expecting. Yeah. And so, yeah. and, but it, giving kids food, what are you going to expect? That they become lawyers and yeah. stuff? You know, like, oh, you, you need to study harder because I gave you food. So now, right, it comes back to us again. And so it is a giving and helping is a very, very complex, very complex. but it's only complex because we're sinful. That's really, it's, it's it, true. Like uh, Simon and I were talking yesterday about, about when you want to give genuinely because you know that you have a friend in need, but this friend is, um, won't ask you, you know, um, and so you want to offer cause you know, there's a yeah. need, but you have to handle their, 
our pride is fragile, you know. So if you go to your friend and you say, hey, I know that you've been out of work for a while and I want to make sure that you're able to take well, care of your family. I feel like, <laughs> hey, I know you haven't been working for a while. <laughs> like you well, are highlighting the, the problem. Because of the situation, you yeah. know, quarantine. I mean, I understand it, but oh, yeah, yeah, the um, quarantine. I forgot um, that this was I want to make sure that you guys are okay. Um, I have some money to give you to hold you over. Mm-hmm. That can be taken as offensive. Like what? What do you? Okay. What do you think you are? Like why do you? Why are you just gonna come in and swoop it, swoop in and try to save the day? Just pride, you know. Right. That's why I said the pride. So 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 what do you do at that point? You know, you know, you want to help your friend. Genuinely want to help. Your Nothing. Friend. I mean, you did. They, if they if they want allow their pride to block. I mean, what can you say? It's like let's go back to the lepers. Jesus. No, no, this is before you even talk to them. You feel like you want to oh, be careful. Well, that's your fault because you're making up a whole scenario. <laughs> that is so and acting on it. <laughs> Acting on it as if it happened, <laughs> and it, it haven't even talked to the person yet. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's just making sure that your words don't offend. I guess that your no, words are I mean, actually it is, not going to offend. But I mean, you don't have to walk on eggshells. You're try, if if you're, they're your friend, like you say they are, then they're going to know where you're coming from. You know what I mean? Like if it, if they get mad at you for wanting to give them something, oh, you know, well, maybe, and you can say, oh, you know, I apologize if I said it. I wasn't trying to be offensive. You know, whatever, but I just want, I really want to help you out because I know the situation. Like, it, you know, it shouldn't be that complex to have that conversation. And you don't have to say anything. You can just send them the money. Now, I mean, you can cash at people money and just say, just thinking of you. You don't have to say, you know, you never have to really be revealed. Like, wow. you're out of work, you know, and I know you ain't getting a job for another two or three years. <laughs> like, you know, you don't, have to, <laughs> you don't have to say anything like that. It, it took you four years to get this job. You lost that. Like, I'm gonna get, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, insulting. It can just be like, hey, thinking of you, I want to give you this money. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and again, it comes down to motives. Because it is true sometimes. We want to float them over until whatever. But why do we got to give this big speech? And why we got to make it and make it clear that I'm giving? Because, it's, again, it comes back to we want to make sure that you know that I'm helping you out right now. And it doesn't. It comes across as soft and it comes across as pure. But we gotta give the big speech just so that everybody's on the same page. I'm I'm being generous. The Lord spoke to me and told me to get. We gotta give all this big. If God spoke to you and told you to give somebody, just give to him. You don't gotta give all this big speech and trying to get credit and trying to feel good about yourself in the middle of everything and make sure that they know, like, wow, he's helping me. Like, and it's not because it's not what it's about. It didn't. If you really want to help. They don't even have to know that it's you. If there's a way to give anonymously, mm-hmm. I think that's the best. Honestly, I think that's the best way because it kills our pride right away. Yeah. And it checks our motives, right? So what does Jesus say is when you give, don't, or when you help people, or what, I can't remember the reference, but don't give like in public and announcing it, give it in secret. So no one, and you're protecting yourself against your own clinging, like to become a clanging symbol or, Wasn't you know. that prayer? Or uh, giving? No, he's talking about helping people and oh, doing okay. good deeds, I think is what it says. Mm. Um, but it, you know, not to to avoid because even if you start with the pure heart, it can end up becoming like, oh, people are congratulating you, and you, your head gets tired. Like you feel good about mm-hmm. this, even though I started off good. There's a tempta- a constant temptation there to want to take credit and want to be to self glorify, right? And mm-hmm. so I think it's you know, if you want to give to a friend or whatever to help them out, and whether it's in a situation now or another time, give to them, just hand it to them. It doesn't have to be, and you know, most of the time I say, well, what's this for? Says for you. I mean, it doesn't have to be. And now, if they want to get into the conversation, you can say, you know, I just know times are rough and blah, blah, blah. But if you really want to protect yourself against prideful giving and whatever, just give it to them. Don't give it all the big speech and all the other stuff. Because it just turns into this, like, self, even though it seems humble, it's like a humble brag, right? Like, it's, 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 it come across as humble. I just, 
And we always put God in the middle of it. <laughs> you know, the Lord just put you on my heart. And I know you're struggling with a hard time. And when you give the speech, because sometimes we want a, we want a big hug or we want tears or we want, you know, we want some type of reaction of gratefulness. And, and, and if they said, and we want it to be grateful to us specifically, because if they said, oh, Oh, thank you, but I need you to leave my house because I'm going to put some praise and worship on and praise God for this gift that he gave me through you. We don't feel so good about that because we don't, we don't really care if God gets the credit. We want to get the credit. We want to get a hug, and we want to feel good about ourselves, and we want to get the big hug in the picture moment, and blah, blah, blah. And then we walk off and say, you know, God is good, which he is good, but we're saying he's good because <laughs> we feel good, you know. I, w- I think what, what had me thinking about this the past couple of days is that I saw I've, I've been watching a show um, and there's a lady who's who who's wealthy. She comes from a wealthy family. Then there's a sing who who finds a single mom living out of her car with her teenage daughter, and um, and so this lady sets out to try to help this single mom. And so she rents her her house, but she knows a single mom is struggling financially. So she rents her this nice place, really really low rent. Um, and from the beginning, the single mom is like this lady is, is doing too much. And so she's trying to be careful not to accept free gifts because this lady is just trying to throw everything at her, give her whatever she needs. Like, um, and, and then kind of towards the end of the end of the series, it kind of all blows up, right? Because this single mom is not being as grateful, I guess, as the giver is, is thinking she should be. And then the, the single mom looks at her uh, well, the, the rich lady um, looks at her and says, I thought we were friends in the middle of an argument. And she says, oh, the maid always wants, no, the, the employer always wants to be best friends with her maid. And she walks out, storms out, and slams the door. And I thought, this lady was trying to help a single mom, and the single mom the whole time thought that lady was just trying to be her savior, you know. And so they were both in, had some kind of conflict in this giving receiving relationship and it's just like so does communication in the beginning help or no communication at all helps i don't know i mean just i think you can i I just think you can do your part and if somebody gets offended by that and whatever like (laughs) ramon's like you're thinking way too much about this look man look if i give you five dollars and you get an attitude i don't i don't care man they get an attitude (laughs) that's on you like i okay you get mad at me for giving you 20 bucks? All right, well, I mean, I guess you, did, you didn't want it then or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, but I think in friendships there's a lot of things to hash out and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's super complex for me. Like, but these are, like, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it, it, they overthinking stuff. Yeah, but again, that's, that's why we give and receive as unto the Lord. We receive from the Lord and we, we give as unto the Lord as well, you know, mm-hmm. is because you don't get an attitude. God, why you help me? God, why you save me? You say I need a savior? Yes. It's exactly, you know, we don't do that with him. And so it's like, if somebody gives you something, stop trying to think, why do they keep giving me something? They think I'm poor or something? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Who cares if you're poor or you're not poor or, what you know, whatever? It's a... Yeah, I think it's overthinking at that point. Like, thinks you want to be my savior? Like, I mean, I do believe in dignity, right? Like, I believe in not like, hey, come up here, Bob. We want to give you a gift in front of the church because we know you lost your job to do the laziness, but you still lost your job, and we want to help you. And, you know, we just want to give you this multi You know, like, I, and there are times to celebrate. you want the church to celebrate with Bob and stuff, but I think, I don't know, sometimes 
Bob already feels bad. He can't provide for his kids and his wife and whatever. And now you call him up and pretty and much becomes let, a project. Yeah, let everybody know that he can't do it. And so, you know, dignity is a thing. There's a church um, in Philadelphia, actually, that they do a Christmas store and they sell things to people. And they, they got criticized about it a little bit in the beginning. But they, what they do is they'll go on a shopping spree as a church. They'll spend their money on toys and stuff and whatever, Christmas stuff. So let's say they buy a water gun, just for example. I don't know why that came to my mind. Maybe because it's raining and we've been talking about guns a lot lately. Anyways, let's buy a water gun. And so the water gun costs $10. Well, they'll sell it for $7. And it's because it's about like, you, as a father or a mother, you st- you're still provide. you still like feel full- you still feel like you're providing Christmas for your kids mm-hmm. without having to be like, man, I didn't have money this year, so I just had to take all handouts. And you're watching your kids open these gifts, and you know that none of, none of them are from you, you know. Yeah. And for me, I was like, man, I, I would take advantage of that. It, I mean, if I was in a position to have to take advantage of that, I would, because I, I would feel like that. Mm-hmm. On Christmas, if my kids are opening gifts and none of them are from me, and it's not, it, I don't think it's about pride at that point. I think it, like, I want to be able to provi- provide for my family, which is what we're called to do. And like I can't provide and like everything. I'm just I feel like, but if I even if I had to get it cheaper or whatever, I feel like I still worked to be able to provide for them. And so just there's there's a dignity aspect in, in giving as well, you know. Yeah. And it is you have to be careful about that. Even though sometimes it's innocently done and celebrating. Um, hey, come up here, come up here, Simon. You know, we we just want to you know, and like there's nothing wrong with blessing people and whatever. But I think sometimes we don't consider maybe of what how this is gonna make Simon feel when he comes up front and you know. And he just had hard times or whatever, and now we put he basically let everybody know that he has hard times, and and now he's insecure about something that he was already insecure about, and it goes, you know, just creates this other thing. And so I don't know. I think that's why it's best to give, kind of like quietly or whatever. It's in Matthew six, is what I was talking about. It says, "Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven." And that's really. Well, we're, again, we're giving as unto God, right? And this is thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you that they have received the reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Your giving is unto God. You're giving, uh, the only person that you need to be concerned about seeing you is God. And that's and God is going to see you who he sees in secret. And so mm-hmm. when you give in secret, he sees in secret and you're reward. You're you are. The, the, the funny thing is, is it's still based on a change. Right. Because he's telling you you're going to get a reward. You're getting a reward for giving, for generous living and for, for being selfless and to understanding that you're building my kingdom and living for my kingdom and not your kingdom here. Not this temporal uh, kingdom that's here that's plagued by all these issues and problems of building and living for my kingdom. You're still getting a reward. You're just not getting an instant reward. And so he's, when, he, when we're looking for that instant reward, he says they've received the reward. When you want praise, when you're giving for praise and when you're giving for a good feeling or, or all these other things or for something to be reciprocated, then you've received your reward. Like that's not. So what he's saying is biblically, that's not in the, in the biblical sense of, or of generosity. That's not being generous is you're looking for something immediate in return. And he's, he wants you to be kingdom minded and give essentially in faith. Believing in your, your eternal reward and not something instantly that you get here, whether it's a, a feeling or a return or quote unquote fruit, which is, again, a different conversation um, or anything like that, you know, so just giving, giving secret. You know, I think I, I tend to I think I, that's my preference because I know how I feel. I know what I struggle with and I know how I feel and I know how frustrated I can get when people don't like 
are unappreciative, unappreciative or ungrateful or whatever, you know. And so, yeah, Jesus has spoken. Literally, that was Jesus' words. He sealed, sealed it. So in. You're going to say something earlier. I was going to start it. This is exactly what I was talking we about. We pressed the play button because Simon was going to go talk about something really, really good. And we were like, wait, Simon, let's let's start recording. And then. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just hasn't come up in the natural. What was, what was it? Though? I can't remember what you were talking about. Uh, I don't really know. I think <laughs> I think it's it's more of since being on missions, mm. I will question my giving way more than I did in the UK. Mm. So, like for example, uh, in the UK, if someone that I was working with or mentoring or something like that, or just would see about if they didn't have a pair of football shoes, and I had a spare pair of football shoes, they were getting my spare pair. No no questions asked. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't even think about it. Just go there. You go, mm -hmm. um, and then. The football ministry that I do here, there's one kid who comes, I spoke to him on about it in the end. One kid who comes every single week for like a whole year, a really nice guy. Uh, we get along really well. Um, he plays in like, you know, Crocs, mm -hmm. you know, just those flip floppy things. Yeah. yeah, he either plays in them or just plays bare feet or something like that. And you're like, oh, well, why don't, why don't you have, um, so I spoke to him, he's like, why do you play in them? He's like, oh, I don't have football shoes and stuff like that. And so he, he's the same size feet as me. Um, so, because he was like, oh, could you, uh, do you have a spare pair that you could bring and I could use for a couple of hours and I'll give them back to you and things like that? So for, for like a week we were doing that, I'd bring an extra pair of shoes, he would use them um, and then he would give them back to me at the end. And then I was just like, this is ridiculous. Why don't I just give them to him? Um, and in the UK, I wouldn't have questioned, like I wouldn't have even lent him for that week. They'd, like I said, he would have just got mm -hmm. them. But because it's on for some reason, because when I came on missions, all of a sudden like, oh, but if I give him a pair of shoes, then I have to buy all the kids a pair <laughs> yeah. of shoes. Oh, what if it starts with a pair of shoes and then next week he wants this or next week he mm -hmm. wants that. So all of a sudden I'm like going through 900 different scenarios of what's going <laughs> to happen if I give these with these shoes to this kid. So I'm like knocking on Ramon's office door being like, hey, I need your advice. Do I give him the shoes or not? <laughs> Just like getting really worked up about something that in England I wouldn't have even blinked an eyelid. Yeah. For. And then when I come here on missions, all of a sudden I'm like, should I give here? Should I not give here? Is this helping? Is this hurting? Like suddenly giving becomes so much more complicated. Mm. Yeah. It's and I it's agree. Because you don't want to be taken advantage of. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what it comes down. Yeah. I think I think you also don't want to be seen as yeah, the person yeah, that I everyone. Be, like, I'm already the white guy. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be seen as. <laughs> <laughs> like, the white guy that will give you anything yeah, you want. Like that's, yeah. That isn't the role that I want to play, but it's like. So that's, yeah, it's like all of a sudden just becomes so much more complicated for me. Mm -hmm. I think this is what we talked about. I was like, I said, do you want to give them to him? He said, yeah. I said, well, give it to him. Yeah, very simple, <laughs> yeah. right? You went to then go ahead. Yeah. And he, you know, which is a good point. He said, what about the other kids? I was like, well, so? He said, well, if they ask me, I said, say no. Like, I mean, you're allowed to say no. You know, and I think that's the thing as we get into is we, we feel like we're not allowed to say no and we feel beat up about it. But, if, I mean, you don't have any other shoes. So it is what it is. Like. Oh, I don't have any more. What's well, not fair? Well, life isn't fair, bud. Move <laughs> on. Like, I mean, it just says what yeah. it is. That's another thing Roman and I were talking about the other day is like, when you do say no, like, you don't have to come up with this big old answer. Yeah. I mean, response, hey, I cannot do it right now because blah, blah, blah. It's just like, hey, I can't do that right now or, or not this time. No. Maybe next time. Or just time. no. Or just no. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no answer. No, no um, explanation, right? And, because you don't owe anyone anything. Like, I, I mean, and that's a dangerous thing to say, right? I get it. But, like, giving isn't owing. It's not paying something that you, you know what I mean? That yeah. you that you owe to the, oh, so I, I got to give. And it's not, you're not, 
Yeah, I don't know. You give because of what Jesus did for you, not like so that you can be saved or whatever. And we give our things here freely because we're not we're not so bent on investing in our, in our life here because we're mm-hmm. building the kingdom of God and we understand eternity yeah. that all these things are going to pass away anyway. So it shouldn't be that big of a deal to move goods around and exchange and give stuff or whatever, you know. So just where we invest in, you know, in eternity or or here where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, you know. Yeah, so oh. I mean, whether we're, so, then regardless, we're giving them something that's temporal that that'll run out soon anyway. <laughs> yeah, but but from the perspective of an eternal perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're, help, you're again, you're building relationships, help meeting the need, and you want to show the love of Jesus to them, ulti- and giving just giving you a quarter or a dollar or a million dollars or a drink is showing the love of Jesus, but it, it's showing how can I, how can I explain it like. In your time of need, but it, it connects to a long, a bigger picture yeah. of who he is in us. And I mean, it does, when it's done correctly, I, I would say, um, we've been, oh, many times, the receivers of gifts. Um, every month. Every single month. <laughs> um, but I remember specifically when we were adopting Jolie, and uh, we never wrote a letter or anything. I'm not really sure how this lady was made aware that we... They announced it at a church. Okay, but they didn't say that we needed money because I don't think we yeah, were raising I, yeah, money for no, it. I, yeah, I don't think so. Um, they said pray for them. Yeah, to pray for us because we were going through an adoption process. And a lady asked your mom... Um, how much does how much adoption you, cost? Yeah, and she paid for every single cent of the adoption yeah. cost. And She wrote the check. Yeah, and I have you ever met her? I mean, yes. Uh, you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did meet her once, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, it, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead, sorry. Uh, and I just remember giving God the glory because he he knew our needs like he supplied that and and it was done through someone that we didn't know and it was I don't know I just remember thinking God you can do anything and and even though in the grand scheme of what God can do that is so small right but in that moment it was so big for us you know and and I remember thinking God you do hear me you do love us you do care about us and um and even though we know that he sent his son Jesus to die for us, and this is the biggest gift, those little things are reminders of how, how he, he does hear us, and it's, it's personal, this relationship we have with him. Yeah. And so God, gave, God got the glory out of that through this lady's giving. And, and so when it is done right, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and, and, she, and like she did give somewhat in secret. And then when I did meet her, she was just not into You know, I was going to make a big deal out of it because – it's a big deal. Mm. And she just wasn't interested in, in, in any of that. She's like, oh, you're welcome. And it was like a very, like, she was not having, like, that celebration stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, pretty good. And I like, just walked off. Like, if it, if it wasn't that she gave me the money, like, you would have felt like she was rude. But, like, I totally get, she was just, she just wasn't, she wasn't trying to, and maybe protecting herself from getting, like, hyped up about, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But she was like, she just wasn't interested in being, like, a savior in that moment. Of like, oh, let me take all the pictures with the kid and whatever, and yeah. you know, she she met Jolie and stuff like that, and so it wasn't like, but it, but it was it wasn't the moment that you would that any of us probably would. I mean, you know, I would have been taking pictures with him, not like take a picture, I pay for it, but it's not that, but like just happy, you know, celebrating. But she wasn't really fully interested in in, in that at all, like which I I admire that, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like she was just she was giving and she gave for a cause and she you know something that she saw necessary. And then she felt like, you know, it's the heart of God and, and, you know, whatever. And so she gave and that was it. Like she gave and just wasn't interested in coming back and getting any type of 
praise or recognition for it at all. And it was, it, that was impactful to me. I was yeah. like, oh. Well, what was interesting too was that um, your mom shared with me that she woke up that morning, uh, that Sunday morning, and she said that she felt like the Lord said, you're going to give this amount to somebody today. And she didn't know what, but she said that she had gave, given that exact amount that she felt that the Lord told her to give, which, which was like, that never happens to me. I never hear God say, give, I don't know, $100 plus 97 Cause you, cents. Because you don't be listening. I don't be listening to God <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so concerned about what if they get offended, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and so, I don't know, God pro- always, like the word of God says to give. He prompts us to give. And I think we should probably just pay more attention to those prompts. And But that's probably why some people say, well, let me pray about it because they want to feel prompting to give like but a push to give but the bible literally tells us to give like so right. you know what i mean no, I so understand. it's like i'm just well, saying, i'm trying to uh understand why people I, do delay i agree that we should look for prompts but i think we need to separate prompts from opportunities mm. is because sometimes a prompt for me i think a prompt will come when there's no when you don't see an opportunity and mm. so it can hey you're on the lookout like you know, I feel like God is nudging me to give or whatever, you know, I just feel, it's weird. I kind of feel like today, whatever, you know, there's weird feelings that we get and you can't really explain how it is and whatever. And so you can go off of that. But when we try to connect the two prompts and opportunities, then you see an opportunity. You literally see a kid on the street You're like, oh, let me go pray about it. Yeah. Well, like, no, don't pray about it. Get the kid a sandwich. Good yeah. grief. Like, we, you, what are you praying about? You know, God says, uh, go into all the world and preach the gospel. So if Simon comes to your church to raise money. Give the man money. Like, I mean, it kind of is that simple. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. give him some money and partner with him on a monthly basis. Or what I'm using you as an example because it sounds like if I say me, then it's weird. But like, you know, <laughs> if it, it oh, I'm gonna pray about partnering with you, Simon. Okay, but did you? And I say this all the time. But did you pray about eating McDonald's yesterday? Did you pray about you know buying a DVD? Did you pray about going to the movies? So you don't pray about all these entertainment things. But you have to pray about investing in the lives of other people and other nations so they know the gospel of Jesus Christ. They hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's not, you, you know what I mean? You, yeah. th- you, you're already called to do that. There's nothing really to pray. Now, if you don't want to be a part of that ministry, then just don't do it. Like, you don't have to, well, what do you, you know, what's the big back and forth? Let me see what God says. Well, God already spoke on the issue. Now, you need to decide what you're going to, like, in writing. It's, he literally put it in writing. He spoke on the issue. Yeah. Now, you need to decide how you're going to respond to it. Yeah, I think as well we can very easily use it as like to deceive ourselves, to make ourselves feel like we're doing good when we're mm-hmm. not, when we actually just don't want to. For example, like if you see someone on the street, you're like, oh, well, you know, today I won't do it today, but tomorrow I'll come back tomorrow once I've prayed about it or once I've done this. When you go back tomorrow, oh, they're not here. They're not in the same spot at the same time that I saw yesterday. Well, I wanted to give to them, but, they're happy, but right? now they're not here. They have to be, right? Water or something. We had this conversation a long time ago about like people in the neighborhood that work on the street, like so oh, yeah, gasoline yeah. or whatever. And then you say one yeah. day you went and it was like you came back and you went there, something like that. Yeah. I can't remember who it was though. The gasoline yeah, yeah, lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was right after I shared the stories. <laughs> but it was it was right after we had had this whole chat about how we wanted to do smaller things yeah. like throughout the community. Like it, like without i don't want to sound cheesy but you know that whole act of kindness thing like that people put yeah. on social media and, mm-hmm. and whatnot just like do it I, we want it to be um oh, what's the word proactive in doing one thing each day small thing each day yeah, in, yeah. we're in our community to, to bless someone in it so we we're chatting about that and then we we're like oh it could be something really small like when it's a really hot day just buying a drink for someone um and we have this guest lady that we buy 
uh, gas from every single time. Like, and, you know, she knows us by name now. If I go there, she's like, oh, how's my mom? Uh, things like that. They um, sell gas. I'm sorry. They sell gasoline so that people understand. Yeah. They sell gasoline in like bottles and like two liter used Coke bottles or whatever. Mm. And they sell it for like one B more than you get it at the gas station or mm. the, what do you call it? Petrol, petrol station. station. So the, they sell it for like one B, one, which is seven cents or whatever more on the liter. And so, but we buy it from them because they're close by and they're everywhere. Yeah. The people sell everywhere. And it's easy. So. You don't have to queue and things like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So. so, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah. So, yeah, they, they just said it's like a real. But um, I was, anyway, I, I was out one day. It was a really hot day and I was going back. Um, and I passed her and like straight away came to my mind, buy her a drink. And <laughs> like <laughs> between, how far would you say it is? Maybe two minutes from where she sits back so, to our house? Oh, yeah. Max. Like, I was debating it the whole way back. I was like just going along going like, oh. I should buy her a drink. Oh, but I've just gone past that store. I can't turn around now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And I go, I go all the way back home to the garage and be like, should I? Oh, should I just go back? Oh, well, I'll take my shopping in first. And then, and, then, like, and then by the time I get back into my room, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I've, it's in the garage now. You know, oh, it's, you know, it's not that hot anymore. <laughs> coming, out with, like, <laughs> coming out with like a million reasons why I shouldn't return. Uh, to, to buy them a drink and it's, it's like the next day like I'm like okay I'm gonna buy a drink I'm gonna buy a drink I'm gonna buy a drink and I brought a drink she wasn't there <laughs> where was she where was she at she was in the she hospital of dehydration <laughs> she was, got hospitalized for severe dehydration oh, issues yeah. <laughs> yesterday yeah she needed it yesterday so there, there's it's funny because I have this rule, this personal rule, where I cannot deny someone water. If someone comes up to me and, and, and sees, uh, most of the time when I'm out at church or wherever, you see me with a bottle of water. Uh, and, and, and people kind of already know that. And this lady asked me for a drink when we were working out. We were uh, at Zumba. And I'm like, this is my water bottle. Like, well, you want to put your mouth on my water bottle? But I, I just feel like the words of God saying, if someone asks you for a drink, <laughs> give them the drink, you know? And I was like, I can't do it. Here, yeah, yeah, you can have the drink. But then I won't I won't drink from it after they, they drink. She's like a tongue drinker. So she's like, <laughs> those people that you Back give wash. a drink, yeah, yeah. and they, you're going to give them a drink, and they stick their tongue out for some reason? Like, yo, you don't need to put your tongue out to drink stuff. No, the worst thing is when they put, like, wrap their whole, the rim yeah. of their oh, mouth yeah, yeah. around Yeah, like, them. over the top of the, like, <laughs> it's a water bottle, guys. It comes out, like, by itself. You got to go home. And disinfect it. I was like, you I can, can't do you, it. You can have it. No, you, <laughs> just take the whole bottle. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she is generous. <laughs> so I have that um, for football training. I take I take like liters of water for the kids to, uh, to play football because I'm always like, oh, you need to drink. You need to drink when you're mm-hmm. playing because it's really hot and you, you're doing loads of work and stuff like that. But I will never drink it. So they're always like, why don't you drink water? And, things like that. <laughs> and I'm like looking, there's like 40 kids showing from one bottle, just like the backwash. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not drinking from yeah. that. And you see stuff floating and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. And the way that some people drink is like, it's, it's just, it, and it's everywhere, right? You, you Like, I don't know, when you're younger, it seems like you notice it more. But like, when like a teenager or whatever, people drink, like, like I said, sticking their tongue out or putting their lips all over the whole thing. It's like, Good grief! Like, is this a date? Like, <laughs> date with a bottle? Why are you, why are you drinking like that? <laughs> yeah, Crazy. fun times. So, so yeah. even giving water to someone is complicated for you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not complicated. I just find millions of reasons oh, why you not. You overthink to. it, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he said, "Well, it's not hot anymore. <laughs> like, you only need water when it's hot." <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I think I I can, 
it doesn't it doesn't take me anything to say no. I just it, in a moment, like so I I'm I've, I, I'm a conscious giver, and you guys know that. But it's not because I'm such a great person. It's actually the opposite. Because if I'm not a conscious giver, then I probably won't give much at all. I mean, I probably will, but it it'll be a lot less at all. Because like I can just I don't know. I can easily say no. A person can come up with like no legs walking the nubs. <laughs> And be like, hey, you know, can you push me? And I, I could, I could say no. Like, I, I won't. Obviously, I'm not that. But like, I could easily. It with that, and it won't even in the natural, my natural train of thought. It won't even like. I could say no. But I think that could come from the fact that you don't find your value at, as being a good person based on. Um, or you don't find your value and based on what you do for people, right? Like, I'm not a better person just because I help this person with nubs. Yeah, that's, that's that is true. Corner. That is absolutely right. true. I do see, but that goes to the extreme sometimes, right? Where, like, I can step over people, like, <laughs> like dying in the street, you know. I mean, obviously, you that's won't. an extreme. You yeah, brought I, three no, cats no, home no, one time. No. Five cats. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't five. Four cats. It was three, right? Well, a lot of them no. died. Three of them died. And it was like four cats, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're right. I mean, but... <laughs> No, like, I mean, I'm exaggerating, obviously. Like, I'll, I'll help people. Like, if someone's dying or if somebody's crawling and not, you know, I'll help them or whatever. But, like, I don't really have, I, I can very easily say no and, and not think about it. Like, yeah. I, I, can, I can do that. And so I have, I feel like I have intentionally at some point formed a habit of, like, just being attentive to the needs around me and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because feeling, like, and like you're saying, it, so it's, it's been a balance, a balancing act or whatever of, like, First, like giving all the time because it feels I'm a missionary. I'm supposed to, and it feels good. It makes me feel good. But then, like you said, not getting my identity out of being generous or giving or being a hero, whatever you want to say it. And so, but that I'm like, oh, my identity's not in that, and so I could just walk off. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute, but your identity is in Christ, and this is what a, tra- go- a transformational gospel compels you to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of brought me back to the center. Uh, yeah, I'll give freely, but not because I'm identified by that, but you know, whatever. That's yeah. good. So, but I, my thoughts and my acts don't always line up. Mm-hmm. My acts are good sometimes, but my thoughts are not like always like as as pure as my acts seem to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm giving and helping people, but I'm like complaining about them in my head. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh, here we go again with this guy. I always freaking needs something. Like you well, know. Well, I think we had a good conversation one time about love, like loving your neighbor, and and how I felt like sometimes I feel like I'm doing something. Right. I'm trying to love someone and it feels phony because I'm going out of my out of the way to call them to see how they're doing when I had to force myself to do that. And you you brought me back to like love is an action and it's not a feeling. And so when you act on love, then you're being obedient to the word of God. And so I think it's probably the same thing with giving It's like whether you feel like giving or not, you know that this is. Um, a command, yeah, uh, you know, and so you are being obedient to it. So, and you, it, it goes into forming habits, right? And at the beginning, I think there's always a rough thing of loving or helping people or whatever, but it goes from um, this is what I'm doing to this is who I am, you know, mm-hmm. or this is what I have to do or what I should feel compelled to do, but I don't do, but I'm going to do it to be obedient to then, you know, becomes a practice and a habit of this is who you are. And that's so that's good. the transformational power of the gospel, too, mm-hmm. is it's compelling you to go against the grain of your natural human nature, but pushing you also. But that it feels like it's going against the grain. But what you're doing is you're, you're decreasing so that he can increase. Mm-hmm. And every time that you do that, you're killing your pride. And that's what's the given secret. 
So your pride doesn't even have a place to even grow and be glorified in that. So you're growing, glorifying him more and more and more. And you're really depending on him when you do that. Mm-hmm. And so but what's happening is you're, with every time that you do that, in that way, you're, you're transforming, transforming, transforming. And you're being, uh, you, what is it? Um, don't You're not conforming to this world, but you're being transformed and you're renewing your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you're living by the, you're living by, by, by the expectations of Christ and not of yourself. And so you know you start off and it you start off maybe and it's hard to love and you feel like you're being phony or whatever but you're really going against your your nat, your natural tendency to think that way and then it becomes cuz you used to be like that you used to not really care about checking them, but you you did it for so long now it's become who you are and so the gospel has transformed you you know from that aspect of caring about people that maybe you don't have a reason to care about or whatever checking up on them and being a friend and loving them like you used to not do that but then you started at some point doing that intentionally, and now it's turned into who you are. And so you see the transformational power of the gospel here in the present reflecting of who we're going to be in eternity. And so it's a very beautiful thing. And that's what, that's what we give to people is because we are pointing to eternity and giving. It's a small window into what heaven is going to be like and what it's like. And so as we transform, people see us in that transformational process. And it's contagious, right? And the hope and the, all this other stuff that comes from that is contagious. And so, you know, even go, going against how you feel, you're not always going to feel like, oh, I feel phony for calling this person. Or you're not always going to feel like, Ugh, I don't really want to give to this person. It's just that, but, but the more you do it, the more you start transforming and it just becomes who you are. You're not, mm-hmm. then after what you're not thinking about, or <laughs> it's not hot anymore <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that, right? Like you, it just becomes, you know, who you are. And so you, you walk in that and. And that's the goal is we want to be transform more and more to you know reflect, uh, continuously transform to be more like Jesus mm-hmm. you know until he comes back for us and we're completely restored and, and, and reconciled back to him and so that's good yeah so good talk about giving good yep anything to add no what are you gonna do today <laughs> oh I don't know you gonna work out I will this evening good that's a start Mm. I finished actually. What about you? Uh, lunch homework with the girls. Do some chores. I'm going to work on a quarterly newsletter for our supporters. Hey, man. Good. Good. Some, some of them probably don't know what we're doing. The people who don't connect on Facebook mm-hmm. or listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's hard to keep up. I'm trying to get more stuff done. I need to do some stuff for. Um, for the church and to finish up some stuff so when we come back we can start back well and strong and mm-hmm. whenever that is just being prepared for it instead of trying to mark a date so and we all like just kind of like dragging ourselves into church like just, it's yeah, been a yeah. while and to come back energized and happy to be there and, and act yeah. like we're ready to roll and and with you know continue with the vision and all that stuff so so yeah Anyways, I think we're good for today mm-hmm. so anyways thank you for listening we um we appreciate all you guys we're praying for all of you um, praying for the world really in this time. This is a tough time, rough time for everybody. Um, but there is, a, it, I don't want to say it's a cool thing because there's so much suffering and hurt and pain, but it is something that we're all struggling in this together. You know, we're all going through the same thing and not very often read never is that that's not something that happens is people in Mozambique and people in England and Germany and Bolivia and China and United States and, you know, they're all going through the exact same thing together. And so, you know, as, as a body of believers, we can kind of depend on one another and, and rem- remember who we are in Christ and remember who he is and what he has for us. And mm-hmm. so, so there is some beauty in the nastiness, you know. And so anyways, we're praying for you guys that you can continue on and um, 
for everybody to stay healthy and, and, and cautious and careful and safe and wise and all those things. And so we, we hope that you're praying for us as well. And uh, thanks for listening. We hope you uh, were distracted for a good hour this week. And so, uh, yeah, so we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for listening and provecho. <laughs>